It's been a, a weird month and a half. I still remember where I was on March 13th. It was the day that felt like an entire month. I was sitting with Emery, putting her to bed that night, and I got this push notification, and it said that the NBA was going to postpone its the rest of its season. And that made me go to Twitter. And Twitter's not the most encouraging place, but it is a place to get some up-to-date information. And so I went there and I started scrolling through and trying to, to catch on to what was happening in the world. And it just seemed like this endless scroll of a world that was changing rapidly. A news day where it felt like everything was turned upside down. Just this, this endless scroll of confirmed cases and, and postponements and cancellations and what's next and where do we go from here sort of hot takes and articles. I remember not going to sleep that night with a whole lot of peace because the world that I knew felt like I was leaving behind. And it can be like that sometimes. Life can be like that sometimes where your world just gets turned upside down and now we're, we're six weeks later and most of the people that I talk to it's not so much fear of what's happening but it's it's more a question of you know when will we get back to being able to be with each other we miss being with each other or when can we go and do this again or when can I go back to work again those are the questions and all of these questions center around this idea of when are, when are things going to go back to some sense of normalcy in fact the search phrase, when will things get back to normal, is up 4,250% on Google over the past month as events continue to be canceled. We're all asking this question, when will things go back to normal? And really we're asking a tougher question sometimes of God. God, why? Why is it so hard for me to find peace right now? I want to hold on to the life that I have. But seasons of great uncertainty, it's, it's hard to find peace because uncertainty can lead to anxiety and that can be a downward spiral because you get anxious and then you know that you shouldn't be anxious and then you get down on yourself because you are anxious and then you go further down this path and then when it seemed like hope was just outside of your grip, now it seems like hope is a distant memory and peace is a distant memory of someone you used to be. And coronavirus aside, it can be any inciting incident that leads us to this difficult question that we ask God sometimes. God, why can I not find peace right now? My life has been flipped upside down and I can't, for the life of me, find a sense of peace in my life right now. Anxiety is like a rising wave and I can't seem to get my bearings in the middle of this storm. And it's a fair question. It's a good question. And it's one that we're going to talk about today. Just this week, some friends of mine that I care about deeply are going through uncertainty, difficulty. And our small group was texting. And after some news was coming through, one of my friends texted a, a passage of scripture. And it was Psalm 61 verses one through four. And it says this, God, hear my cry. Pay attention to my prayer. I call you from the ends of the earth. When my heart is without strength, lead me to a rock that is high above me. For you've been a refuge for me, a strong tower in the face of the enemy. I will dwell in your tent forever and take refuge under the shelter of your wings. 
that verse of scripture was incredibly encouraging to me. And I can only hope that it was incredibly encouraging for my friends that were in the situation that they were in. But scripture can be a, a, a foundation for us as we move forward. So what we're going to talk about today is not how to un- avoid anxiety. It's not how to avoid difficulty. It's what to do when confronted with anxiety and what to do with confronted with difficult situations to get through that. Because the promise that we have is that when life gets turned upside down and when you get thrown something that seems like more than you can handle, we can be transformed in those scenarios. The promise of the New Testament goes beyond just salvation. It's a promise of redemption, that as we trust Jesus, as we trust his work on earth, and as we trust that we have a good Father in heaven, and as we trust that the Holy Spirit lives and works inside of us, it's not just that we have an eternity secured, but it's also that as we go through life and as difficulty comes our way, we can be made into something completely different. We can be transformed, being made new all the time into something more like the image of God, who we were created to be in the first place. Because here's the first reality that we're going to come around today. Difficulty and difficult times can grow our faith. The New Testament writers over and over again seem to give this idea that we can rejoice in difficult times because we have a Father in Heaven who loves us. Because Jesus defeated sin, shame, and death, and because we have the Holy Spirit powerfully working in our lives. Because of all of this, we can trust that God is going to make us into something new. Listen to what Paul says to the Romans in Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. He says, Not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us, Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. We can rejoice in difficult situations because this difficult situation reminds us of the hope that we have in who God is. But it's not just Paul to the Romans. James writes this in a very famous passage from chapter 1. He says this, Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. For those of us that have put our faith in Jesus, we can look at difficult situations. And we can sort of rejoice in that moment. Because we know we're going to be made into something new through this. I'm not saying that that's the immediate response because there, there's a necessary grieving period when you come through difficult times. But the New Testament encourages us and it needs to encourage us because it's a mindset shift that any obstacle is an opportunity to become something more in the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Because what we know, right, is that the old saying that God won't give you any more than you can't handle isn't exactly true. The reality is, 
There's nothing that God can't handle, and He wants to live inside you and give you strength. And so there's nothing that can overcome those who walk in the power and the, and the majesty of, of God. There's nothing that can overtake us. That doesn't mean that certain things won't be overwhelming. That doesn't mean that certain things won't be difficult. That doesn't mean that sometimes you won't look at what life is doing to you and just wonder what is happening right now because my world is turned completely upside down. This anxiety-producing moments, these anxiety-producing moments are very real and should not be ignored, but they can be looked at differently when you have faith in a God that wants to transform us. These obstacles are character-reshaping moments. They're not trivial or trite, and they shouldn't just be necessarily pray for one time and then you get over it. It's not that. It's this idea that we can be transformed through these difficult journeys as we hold on to and we lean in on what God has for us. And so in difficult times, we need to hold on to some certain things. We need to hold on to a foundation of reading and reflecting on Scripture because Scripture time and again gives us encouragement and permission to cry out to God in difficulty. The Psalms over and over again, they give us permission to say to God, why is this happening to me? I need you to rescue me from this. I need a refuge. I need peace. I need help. I need hope. And then the New Testament encourages encourages us to work through those difficulties, to become something else, to have a faith that's bigger than the faith that you had before. Because faith grows. Faith becomes something more. Because here's the other part of it. Belief or faith isn't simply yes or no. For a long time, I believed that faith was binary. That you either believed or you didn't. Do you believe in God? Yes or no. But it's not that. Faith has capacity. Faith grows or shrinks based on how you deal with difficult times or uncertainty. Faith like a mustard seed. The mustard seed is not supposed to remain a seed. It has to be planted and nurtured and grow into something else. And you wouldn't you just set out on to cross the ocean on a jet ski. You would think, I need a bigger boat. And yet we take small faith that's just beginning to grow in our lives and we go out onto the ocean with God and we're confronted with a storm and we begin to think, my faith can't get me across this ocean. When really we just need to build a bigger faith. I was alerted to this reality when I read a, a story in Mark chapter 9. It's a story about a father with a son and a son who had been afflicted with a demon possession for his entire life. And his father has heard stories about Jesus. And so he wants to bring his son to Jesus and have Jesus heal his son. And he's asking, he's asking God, can you heal my son? And Jesus says this. We're going to read Mark 9, 21 through 24. It says, how long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked the father from childhood, he said. And many times it's thrown him into fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. 
And immediately the father of the boy cries out, I do believe, but help me with my unbelief. For a long time, I did not like that passage because I didn't understand it. Because I thought belief was this binary yes or no thing. But what he's saying here is, no, I, I believe, but this bumps up against the capacity of how much faith I have. And I need you, God, I need you, Jesus, to help me grow the capacity of my belief. Because I want for my son to be healed and you're my hope in this scenario. I do believe, but help me. Help me build a bigger boat so that I can see this happen. And in that moment, Jesus heals the son. I do believe, but help me with my unbelief. Life will give you moments that will make you say, I believe, God, I believe you, I believe you're good, but help me here because I'm at my limit. I'm at my capacity. And I know that you can see me through, but I need help in this moment to keep going through. And so we read and we reflect on scripture, which gives us these encouragements. But then we also find community that supports, that supports us in this. Friends that will send you scripture in difficult times and in times of uncertainty to remind you, God is a refuge and a shelter and he'll take care of you. Friends who will pray with you immediately. Friends that will give you support in times of anxiety. And you might also, if anxiety grows to a level that, is be, that seems beyond your control, you might also need counseling. And that's okay because it's another resource to build a bigger boat. All of these things help us with our unbelief. It's not shameful to sometimes struggle. In fact, if you don't sometimes struggle, you're not stepping out to the capacity of what you do believe. And you'll never see the more that Jesus has for us, the more that God has for us. As we grow and expand and build a bigger ship and go further out into the ocean, you'll miss all that if you just stay in the comfort of what you do believe. Your faith remains a mustard seed and doesn't grow. But here's the... Here's the, the closing reality, that no matter what, we have hope as an anchor no matter our circumstance. And this hope is the work of Jesus, the work of Jesus on the cross, the work of Jesus in the world, the work of Jesus overcoming sin and death, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have this hope that no matter how dark life gets, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave resides in us to see us through. The same power that shut the mouths of starving lions when Daniel was thrown into a lion's den is at work inside us. The same power that split the Red Sea so that the Israelites could walk through on dry ground lives in us to see us through the difficult situations that will come our way. Difficult situations that would overcome you on your own, but will not overcome the power of the one who lives inside you. And so we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. No matter what happens, he, Jesus, will see us through. Because power resides inside of us. Hope resides inside of us. And we can be people who cling to that no matter what. And so peace should sometimes be hard to find. 
and we should see it as an opportunity to step further into the embrace of a Father who loves us and wants more for us and wants us to become more. Will you pray with me? God, we are blown away that you would enter into and give guidance to lives of people like us. We know that life will get overwhelming. We know that life will get tough. And we do believe. But help us with our unbelief. Help us to go another step further with you, to go further out with you, to build a bigger boat with you, to grow the capacity of our belief and our faith and to be transformed into something brand new. We love you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.